Kyle Larson, just kicking ass. Thought he was going to have another win today. But uh, he joins us now here in the Freak Nation. We caught up with him earlier uh, after his Bristol win. And uh, Kyle Larson, again, is the name of NASCAR right now. You've mentioned his name, and people know exactly what you're talking about. He made his name on dirt and, of course, transformed to NASCAR superstar. So when he joined us, I kicked it off asking about, is there a rivalry between others on the dirt circuit between East and West Coast? I've covered music most of my life anyway, and at one time there was a big East Coast, West Coast rap confrontation that was going on. Is that still going on between dirt racers? Like, we've got the best dirt racers on the East Coast versus <laughs> what the West Coast has. Have you, Were you ever part of that that argument? I don't know. I mean, I think in sprint racing, there's Pennsylvania versus the Outlaws, <laughs> really, um, which, I mean – Back in the day, you know, they could have that argument a little bit because you know the outlaws would come in, the Pennsylvania Posse would usually win. Um, but I mean, these last you know three or four years, the outlaws and, and outsiders have really come in and kind of dominated. Um, and then you know, California was a little bit that way. I feel like too, kind of back in the day, you know, they had their their really good locals and. Um, you know, they would challenge for wins and stuff, which it still hasn't really changed, but mm-hmm. you know, the outlaws are still, still the best, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's for cars, but all around, but, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't really think there's a, right. there's like a rivalry East coast, West coast, anything like that. You talk about back in the day, Kyle Larson, and it just makes me think of your resume that is still growing so quickly as we speak. I mean, you're just chalking up more and more wins. Is there a win, whether it's dirt or pavement, is there a win that really stands out to you as being one that really defined your career at this point? Yeah, definitely. I think in in the race is actually coming up this weekend, um, but the USAC uh, Four Crown Nationals at Eldora. Um, it was my first time to Eldora in. Uh, here comes Owen. To- <laughs> hey, Owen. <laughs> Hi, buddy. Hey, Owen. <laughs> no. Uh, four Crown uh, there at, at Eldora. Um, my first time there, I won, was able to win the midget. I swept the night, and I was only the second ever guy to do that um, to Jack Hewitt. And, nice. Uh, I remember, you know, after that, the next day, I think Cup was in uh, New Hampshire or something like that. And that's when Wind Tunnel was still around. And um, I remember, like, them interviewing like Jeff Gordon and Tony Stewart and Casey Kane talking about this kid that, you know, swept the fork out of Eldora. And really from then on, you know, that's when like my phone started ringing and Toyota was taking me around to meet different teams and stuff. And, and that didn't work out, but then I ended up signing with Chip Ganassi racing um, just a few months later. So um, that, that race was the one that really propelled my career. That's so cool to hear like a recap from your perspective of how that all went down. What about this year, 2021? Is there, I mean, it's been such an amazing year, both on dirt and on pavement from the chili bowl to where we are now. You're, you're visiting another track where you have a win at, is there a defining moment from this season? I don't think there's just one. Um, this year has been, it's been amazing because I feel like I've won a lot of big races. Um, you know, the chili bowl, uh, Coke 600, the All-Star Race, uh, Kings Royal, Knoxville Nationals, <laughs> uh, the Perry Dirt Classic, 
um, BC39. Like, mm-hmm. it's been, it's been <laughs> a, proud, a proud year for me just because I've won, I've won Crown Jewel events in all the types of cars I've raced this year. And, and mm. um, you know, it's tough to do and, and uh, just really cool. So I think that, yeah, there's not one moment. It's just all the big wins that I've gotten this year. And it's so cool. Sorry to cut you off, Statman. I just want to get this in there. It's so cool to see how humble you are with all of this because it's real easy to not necessarily be that way. But you were a guy that you grew up essentially with a camera in your face. Your mom was documenting your life, basically. And has that kind of helped you to just kind of keep things in perspective and keep you really as humble as you are? No. Um yeah, my mom, I remember being like super annoyed uh, growing up because uh, she, yeah, she had a camera in my face all the time. And, um, but, you know, now looking back on it, I'm, I'm very thankful that, that she did that. And yeah. I can, you know, she's turned all those VHS tapes into DVDs so I can watch whenever I want. <laughs> oh, she my. Christmas for me uh, the last few years. And yeah, so it's cool. And, you know, and enjoys watching them too. And we can go back and watch old go-kart races of mine and, um, yeah, I think maybe maybe she's prepared me for today. I don't know. <laughs> today, yes. It's, it's amazing. This is kind of along the same lines. Your son Owen uh, jumped up, wanted to see what you were doing, peeked into the camera. But once you put him on your lap, let him see what was going on, he said, yeah, okay, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have much patience. Do you are you the same kind of way once you got a chance to peek into the inner sanctum of the top of motor racing? Does it ever get old or is it always uh, there's always a lot of anxiety or anxiousness to to continue being good? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it, it definitely um, it has its moments where it's tough and, and you don't want to you know do interviews all day or something like that but uh, <laughs> if you're not doing interviews you're not you're not you're probably not running up front either so um i I'm, i don't mind it at all i like doing all this stuff um i like the grind of the schedule i like you know, doing stuff throughout the week i love i love just staying busy with racing because it keeps my mind on it and it keeps me you know, wanting to do good on the weekends so um yeah, I, I love it. I love I love every part of it, being a race car driver. And but like I said, I mean, there's those times when you get burnt out, but you realize how fortunate you are to be doing something you love and and calling it a job too. So uh, even when it's not really a, a job, so um, yeah, we're we're all fortunate as race car drivers. Has there ever been a time when Kyle Larson thought about doing something else? Being an attorney, a plumber. <laughs> no. What? No, no. I really, always I racing has always been in your utmost in your mind. Yeah. So I mean, I've never, I've never had a real job. Like I've always just driven race cars from the time I was like fourteen. Uh, you know, I was getting paid a little bit to the one I would run good. And um, so yeah, I never, I've never had a job. I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not really like that athletic to do any other sports and. I don't feel like I'm very smart to, to do anything, you know, business wise with numbers and stuff like that and running companies or whatever it may be. So, um, thankfully it's all worked out and I'm doing what I love and, and what I feel like I was born to do. You don't consider racing a job. Uh, you, you, you're doing it 
90 hours a week. You got places to be <laughs> at certain times. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't. Uh, I definitely don't consider it a job. No. I mean, there's, like I said, there's times like very brief moments where you're like burn out, but it, it never feels like a job to me. Um, you know, maybe if we were testing and stuff like that, that's when it feels like a job. But <laughs> thankfully, I haven't had too much testing uh, the last, gosh, four or five years. So um, that that makes it more enjoyable. But uh, even then, you know, it's it's part of it, and and you're always trying to become better, and that's another opportunity for you to become a better race car driver and get your team better. Kyle Larson joining us here in the Freak Nation, and Kyle, with what happened in Bristol, granted your win. It's pretty spectacular in how you did it. But, of course, it's what was happening behind you with Kevin Harvick and Chase Elliott. Uh, you're 5'6", maybe soaking wet. You're 135 pounds. Please tell me that you've gotten in a fight before. Or do you run from fights, dude? You, you're you a dirt track guy. You've had to you know, drop the gloves before, man. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> never. I've never even been close to getting in a fight. Um you know, I mean, I've had drivers like mad at me and stuff, but I think when you're not bringing off that vibe, like you're ready to fight, then you know it, it, it just doesn't happen. So, and I think everybody probably looks at me and can see that wouldn't be a very fair fight because <laughs> I'm so small. But uh, no, I, I don't like confrontation. I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think doing it, you know, right after something happens is is. Not that there's a right or wrong way to go about it, but that's just not the way that I feel like is the most successful way to like do it and, and talk about it with cameras on and stuff. So, um, and just tempers are high. So mm -hmm. yeah, I usually try and just let it blow over and then, um, just kind of have a conversation and, and talk about it. And, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't plan to ever throw a punch at anybody. <laughs> it'd, it'd probably be me getting punched, I guess, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I just try to avoid confrontation. See, before you brought in that word of cameras, don't do it with all the cameras in front of you. I kind of thought you were giving us marital device as well, because it's like, yeah, calm, cool and collected and just let things chill for a little bit before you actually have a conversation. It's like, wow, this dude can do talk to us about everything. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't do uh, I, I probably don't do the best job communicating uh, when, when my wife and I are mad at each other. But uh, we'll, we we. Uh, we try our best to get better at that too. Oh yeah, that's that's something that is not easy. If you had to, would you keep the helmet on though with your wife, or would would Caitlin just grab it? <laughs> yeah, with my wife, I'd probably definitely keep my helmet on because she's she's scrappy. But uh, yeah, no, hopefully hopefully we don't uh, no no domestic domestic disputes. No, no, what's I'm, the, and I'm not trying to say that at all. No, just, what's no. the what, what's the worst thing that you do at the house? I mean, you leave your underwear on the floor, you don't make the bed, you leave the door open, the light. What is it that aggravates your wife the most? Is she right? Is she listening to this? Is that why you keep looking at her shoulders? She's she's in the she's in my bedroom, so I mean she's probably listening right now. And she'd probably have a better opinion of it. But um, come on, Caitlin. I don't know. Breathing, talking, anything probably gets on her nerves. Tell me you put the seat down, please. Oh, I definitely put the seat down. Okay, thank I'm, you, I'm good. thank I'm you. Good about that, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm not the cleanest, the cleanest person. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be. You're there like three or four days a week. It's all good. Yeah, that's that's actually probably the number one thing that pisses her off is that I'm never here. So, <laughs> but, uh, no, she she gets it. She, she doesn't mind the grind either. Well, she still does your merchandising, right? Oh yeah, she, that's she's, awesome. 
yeah, she's got a real job. <laughs> that, that's definitely a job. So, uh, but she loves it. She enjoys it. And, um, yeah, she, that's, that's definitely her baby. Nice. Has she ever dropped the gloves and wanted to box one of the driver's wives? Uh, I don't think so. Um, I feel like her brother and, and I and her parents have done a good job of training her and teaching yes. her to not be that, not be that girl. There's definitely girls out there and wives and girlfriends that you just want to laugh at them. But, uh, yeah, she's, Caitlin, Caitlin understands it. She's not. I don't. I don't know, Kyle Larson. There's something I I was married for a while, and I've been around women all my life. And it's hey, careful, you, careful. You may not want to do is that you want to talk about the woman in your life being trainable. That's <laughs> that yeah, may that's be a road that you want to avoid. <laughs> all friends, you don't want to go down. I don't care how much you talk to her. You didn't train the woman. She, she, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. I don't know. Some women do need it, though. And I'll be the first to raise my hand, to be honest. But you bring up in talking about all this, it just made me think, what if you and Brad Sweet got back at the Turkey Night Grand Prix and it was down to the two of you and you one of you guys? I mean, you were just side by side. One of you guys had to take the other one out to get the win. How bad would Thanksgiving dinner be with your wife the very next day? Well, it's happened. So, uh, <laughs> Trophy Cup uh, 2012 or 13, um, and we it, it gets brought up all the time. And, and the Sweet family are the only ones that think it was my fault. But uh, <laughs> you can you can find the race online somewhere. But anyways, Trophy Cup, you know, whatever. I didn't even need to win the race to win the event. And uh, but you know, it's my girlfriend at times brother leading and and i want to beat him um so i threw a slider on him into one and two and cleared him and he got to my inside down the back stretch and was actually ahead of me and then he he kind of did like a slow slide job across three and four this is coming to the checkered and uh i was like okay there's gonna be enough room to get around him and so i squeeze around and we make contact off of four but you know he hits he hits me and uh, <laughs> he flips, doesn't make it a checkered flag. My car is destroyed. I barely limp across the line to win. And um, yeah, Brad was obviously mad. Caitlin barely said good job to me. Jennifer, Jennifer, the, the grandma, who she, she's the one who'd been walking out of the door. Uh, she's so upset about it. Oh. But I guess they're the only ones that are upset about it. Everybody else said, oh, it's Brad's fault for sure. There you go. So next year is the 10-year anniversary of that. You need to do something to to commemorate that moment with the sweet family. Even even my son, even my son, who's six years old, he <gasps> watched the tape and, and he's you know, you know six-year-olds, they have they're very honest. And he said it's not my fault. So I'm oh. Owen for the win. Yep. <laughs> wow. I love it. Ha- has it uh, all the time. Does it? Okay. Yeah. Are are you and uh Christopher Bell back on the Christmas card list uh, at this point? <laughs> no, I still we, we still haven't talked to each other, which I mean honestly we we never even talked to each other before the incident. So um it is what it is. I mean, I think we both moved on. <laughs> Well, I'll move yeah. on to this. Bristol on dirt or Bristol on oh. concrete? 
The only reason why I like dirt on Bristol is to race a sprint car and a late model there. Um, <laughs> we should not be racing cup cars on the dirt at Bristol. Um, I mean, it was just proof. I think you know, this past weekend, you know, the racing is amazing there. Kyle Larson does not want dirt on Bristol. I'll take Kyle Larson for the win.